And that's the whole point is, is living a life of intention and designing your life around that intention. Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast, where we're finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. Episode five, living an intentional life. In this episode, we review some feedback that we got from the last Diary of a Wage Slave episode. And we also take the next step with helping our friend Will in personal inventory and living an intentional life. So we've been getting some interesting feedback from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's Will think so far? We we exchanged messages this week, you could say. Oh, um, yeah. And I and before I start, I am going to say that by the end of this, I do have permission to share this information. It, it was a process, and I am going to cut some of this out. So if I pause, it's you know looking through my notes on this to just you know so I don't read everything because it's not all your business. Sure. Um, so the first message Will sent me this week was, I'm pissed off right now. <laughs> I know you. I know I said I wasn't going to listen to the podcasts. I know I said you could use me as an example. I am not a slave. You cannot say that I'm not free. No one owns me. We are Americans. The land of the free, the home of the brave. Yeah, I'm good at my job and damn proud of it. <laughs> Everything I did at work was so my family would have a good life. I am not a slave to a wage. I have money and savings, and my 401k is in good shape. Thank you very much. Maybe this is normal talk on a podcast. I don't know. I can't believe you are calling yourselves slaves. What's wrong with the two of you? <laughs> yeah, I've had similar things about why are you calling yourself a wage slave. Yeah. And that's pretty harsh. So I kind of res- I responded to Will. I think you listened to the podcast, but didn't hear what we were saying. If you want, I can apologize on the next episode. Then Scott and I can make up more extra- ab- abstract examples from here on out. Because your friendship is more important to us than this podcast. Okay. And I said, I know you're good at your job. And your compassion and caring are your greatest quality. It has been diverted and channeled into IT project after project. I know you care for your family and your community, but maybe the balance of where you spend your energy needs rebalancing. Some more. Right. How'd that go over? His response was, no, don't apologize. I was bored. I was curious what and how you used me as an example. It nagged at me until I listened. I listened again. Mostly so I could get quick quotes to flay you both. <laughs> you are right. People don't react the way they used to when I now say I'm between jobs. To answer your question, my perfect day would be coffee in the morning with my wife like it used to be before it became discussing the kids' schedules and reconciling the conflicts. <laughs> you know I love the kids, but I miss that. So he doesn't have that because he's uh, the job changed? No, because of job change. We, we asked about what your perfect day was oh, in the oh, podcast. Okay. And so he was answering. His perfect day was that. And so right. I, I responded, I'm glad you've cooled off a bit. That does sound like a great moment in a perfect day. That's a good start. What else happens in a perfect day? Mm-hmm. And he responded he hadn't cooled off yet, but he's cutting a slack because he knows we mean well. Um, okay. And then I asked if it was okay to use this, and he said... I didn't say anything. I won't stand by. Go ahead and use it. I have listened to your other episodes. I was caught off guard. I will keep in mind that you're using parts of my life as an example, not laying my entire life out for people. Sure, sure. 
I admit it helps to have personal examples to relate to rather than what if examples. So makes sense. Okay. Did, did we get any other feedback on our? Well, just the uh, the wage slave. Some people thought it was harsh, and then everybody's stuck in the financial model, right? The financial capital model, and they think that we're saying that you shouldn't be pursuing that or like we're what one like bit, some, what one bit of feedback some I got cult was, or something, was right? what I shouldn't have a job <laughs> and yeah. and one of the ways I kind of explained it with Will was that a w- being a wage slave is like being a horse in blinders right mm-hmm. you're doing your job and you got the blinders on right. and you're not able to see these other possibilities in life these other opportunities in life sure. and removing that mindset for a little bit lets you look at the broader picture and Think outside those blinders and see, well, do I need to put those blinders back on so I'm not distracted or do I need to look at other things? Right. Plus, we're all safe, right? So people don't take risks because, hey, you're not paid to take risks. (laughs) If you take risks or you uh, color outside the lines... Think outside the box, but don't color outside the yeah, lines. You're gonna you're yeah, gonna get in trouble. I mean, that's why that's why all reviews at work start with meets expectations. Yeah, and it exceeds expectations is so abnormal and infrequent that you most likely will not see it. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the one of the jobs I worked at in 2016, they came out right before review time and said nobody gets above meets expectations this year. Oh, okay. That's a, that's. So who's yeah. gonna who's gonna work hard? <laughs> well, yeah, and and, and and it comes down to culture all yeah. the time. They talk about that all the time. But we, yeah, that's so this a whole episode, another story. What are we doing this episode? Right, right. So this episode we're gonna talk about self evaluation. So we talked about the the eight forms of capital. One of the first things in there is being able to do that inventory and that self evaluation of what are your eight forms of capital. And this is even more important when you become unemployed or you have a life change or something like that. Or when you're dreaming. so or, or the idea of being a wage slave just made you so mad at us that you want to take the blinders off so that you can prove us wrong. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that take them off. Take a look. It's a challenge to take the blinders off and look at the world and then come back. We can be wrong. Maybe you should. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe there isn't such a thing as a wage slave. But I kind of see it myself. So mm-hmm. if it doesn't apply to you, it at least applies to me. Okay. So where do we start then? What's the first step in uh, in that self-evaluation? To me, the first part of that is that we, we've talked about community, skills versus stuff, and the eight forms of capital. And mm-hmm. I think to actually move on from that framework and delve deeper, you have to do two things. You have to know what humanness is, what it is to be human versus inhuman, right. or a rock or whatever connect with what it is that makes us human what is that identifying part and you need to connect with what makes you the person you are so you have to evaluate yourself well that's all that's all touchy-feely stuff right well i guess probably yeah Uh, (laughs) but if you don't know who you are and you don't know what human is how are you going to build a community how are you going to form a community yeah how are you going to have that community and if you don't know who you are as a person, you cannot evaluate your intellectual and experiential capital and come up with your skills or honestly look at what skills am I missing that I should have. And if you're going to decide that you need to look at new horizons, maybe find a new job, 
find a side hustle or a career, then you have to know who you are as a person. Right. And, and we, we, we've talked with this friends before on this, and they say, I don't do good at marketing. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Sure. Like you said, that uh, when you were doing market gardening, a good 60% of that is recommended that you do the sales part of marketing gardening on top of the growing stuff. Right, you got to go right. around and find channels or markets for your you, you stuff. You got to be doing whether it's restaurants. Whether you're or, doing emails to the client list, or yeah. you're doing Facebook posts, or yeah. you're talking to people, or you're calling restaurants, or you're in. Uh huh. Yeah, it, there's a lot to that, and there, some people that fits, and some people it doesn't. Then, you need to examine your finances, mm-hmm. because your finances show you your priorities. Because what we want to get to is living a life of intention and purpose and gaining skills or arranging our life so we can buy more stuff if we decide to buy stuff instead <laughs> of get skills, right? So, And that's the whole point is, is living a life of intention and designing your life around that intention. And one of the main qualifiers of that is what do you spend your money on, right? Well, it'll, the things- it'll tell you whether you're doing what you think you're doing. Right. It's I mean, very easy you know, to get distracted. We, we had a we had a conversation last week with a friend, and they said, "Hey, you know, are you watching this show on Netflix?" No, I canceled Netflix. Why did you cancel Netflix? Because I don't have time to watch it, and I'm doing interesting other things like this podcast and so, so, and stuff know, like I, that. So you know, I mean, it it just isn't that interesting. So maybe saving a few months worth of subscriptions on Netflix lets you buy the recorder for the podcast or something, right? Correct, yeah. And that's part of it is figuring out instead of living on debt, right, I'm going to buy this with a credit card, then doing that trade-off like we used to do. It's quaint and everything else to think of layaway and to Christmas Club and all that other stuff. But one of the things that I've really seen this year that's empowered me has been I didn't like the debt I ended up in last year at Christmas time, right? Mm. I did not plan. And then I was wondering and, and terrified as an IT contractor, whether I was going to get renewed at the end of the year, the big C was going on and all this other stuff. And then looking at it, it was like, I don't feel comfortable spending this kind of money and things like that. And I didn't like the way that turned out. So at the beginning of the year, I started doing like a Christmas club. You know, like we like they used to do when our parents were, you know, when we were younger, right? That you'd open up a savings account and you would put money in it and then it would mature. And at the end of the year, you'd withdraw it and spend it on your Christmas presents. They would do the same thing with layaway before credit cards and stuff like that. So what I did was every paycheck, I bought a Amazon gift card. Okay. And put it in the and put it in the lockbox. And it was just one. There's just Amazon, one Amazon gift card, but every right. payday, I bought one Amazon gift card, put it in the lockbox, and now I have that um, hoard. It's not a lot, but I mean, it's you end up it's with savings, and you don't have the pressure to go nuts at Christmas time, and you don't actually accidentally overspend more than you intended just because you put the credit card on her. Oh, it's only $5 on this gift and another 15 on that one, right? Mm-hmm. You've, you've got a constraint. I am spending these Amazon cards, and so I am in within this budget. And then let everybody know that, hey, this year if you have a wish list, send me the one from, <laughs> from, <laughs> from Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. So, But yeah, it, it's worked out really well, and it's been a lot less stressful 
in this holiday season. So things like that, even though they sound quaint, are ways to start rearranging your so, so let's get straight. Your life. You looked back to past culture, said <laughs> this is a good thing, and it would work better for me, and you brought it forward to now and made it apply to today. Well, I didn't do layaway, but yeah, basically. But you didn't you didn't take the exact thing, right? But you right. said this savings or this layaway plan or this this is a good thing. How can I apply that today? An Amazon gift card out of every paycheck does that, then I'm going to apply that today. That That's exactly what we're talking about here. We're talking about evaluating yeah. yourself, looking at past culture, looking at current culture, and pulling the good parts together. Sure. And, and we've heard stories where, say you want to buy something, and you start evaluating your life like this, then say you want to go out to eat. And yeah. then you and then you start doing trades. You start doing opportunity cost. Do oh I yes, really want to go out to eat or or what? And if you take that money, say you were going to spend twenty dollars going out to eat, and you put it in the jar, and now this is my jar for you know a broad fork from my farm or something that's a multi hundred dollar expenditure, then that takes on more meaning. And then you're also making those choices in your life. Now, I'm not saying don't go out to eat, but, you know, basically, if it gets you in that mindset, you know, people have said that if they paid us in cash, then we'd all revolt because we'd have to we'd have to pay that withholding tax and all those other taxes back in cash. And it'd be going with bills out of our own hands. And there would be there would be an uprising. Right. But we don't see that because it's taken out before we get our check. Right. So it's the same type of thing. If you do that with your discretionary spend. I mean, when I was, if you go look at your finances, right, you go get your credit card and you look at all those subscriptions that are auto renewing because mm-hmm. no one looks at the credit card right. anymore, right? right? How many of those are for things you don't even use anymore? Correct. I mean, you can do that easily, like setting up a website or two, right? And you mm-hmm. bought this plugin and this plugin and this plugin. They're all a subscription thing. And five years later, you're not even using those plugins anymore, but you're still paying on the subscription because yep. you're not watching close enough. It, it's like spring cleaning right yeah I am i a, am i spending my money in the current direction of my intention of my goals for my life mm-hmm. but we first have to get to those goals yeah if you get onto like paypal and stuff you may find that you've got a renewing subscription that you paid for sometime yeah like a patreon subscription or something that you forgot the and podcast may not even be running anymore, right? The podcast may not be running the the URL for a, a website that you bought a domain name for and then forgot about right and then all of a sudden it shows up with a $70 charge on your on your credit card and you go crap well register.com is not going to give you that 70 bucks back because you made a mistake but starting to analyze that stuff I mean am I really watching Netflix no there's there's a time to reorient yeah I mean we are facing changes in our country changes in our culture changes in our economy people are working from home the economy's changing. The it's high time to do this reevaluation. So let's talk a little bit. We've talked a little bit about the financial reevaluation. So let's talk about how we come up with what our goals are, what our intention is, what we want our life to look like in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's really the key is to design your life to figure out what is your intention, and then design your life around that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I've done some of these exercises that I'm going to recommend. Okay. Um, Lead on. There, there are a list of these out on the internet. I can 
probably find a link if we need it, but there are lists of words that are values, right? I value efficiency or courtesy or curiosity or fun or, and you, you pick two of those, right? Mm-hmm. And then you pick three activities for each one that support that value. And these are the values you're going to pick that these are the two most important values in my life or the most two, two most important ones for me right now, right? So, so I've got those written down on a little index card here, right? Really? Okay. Do tell. I value curiosity. It is supported by the freedom to ask why and the search for truth. Mm-hmm. It is supported by play, which is unplanned discovery, learning, and exploring. It's supported by making time to do deep work or focus or setting time just to be. The second one I have is I value peace. It's supported by quiet solitude without inputs, no podcast, no music in the background, no droning on TV. And it's a time to process and think. It's quiet, peaceful. Sure. Mm-hmm. Connection to God. You can define that however you want. Balance, boundaries, getting spirit, mind, and body in proper alignment. Those all support peace, sound mind, quiet, reflection times. Um, mm-hmm. So those are my two, right? They're on this little yeah, index that's card. Interesting. That's interesting that you started with curiosity. Oh, yeah. That, that's interesting. I wouldn't have expected that would have been at the top of the list. Not that that's number one, but, you know, right. that, that was first on your list. That's interesting. Well, I, I was looking at the list, right? And curiosity was the one that stuck out because I'm always asking why. Mm-hmm. Why did you do this? Why is the sky blue? Why do fish have gills? Do fish have ears? I mean, those are questions I asked when I was a kid. Those are questions I ask now. They're, you know, Wikipedia right. is like my best friend because it mm-hmm. answers why on all kinds of things. And then I had to think for the second one because there are a lot there, right? I mean, sure. There, there, there's... There's God, there's, you know, all kinds of values, right? And I just had to just, that one was the hard one. So curiosity ended up at the top of the card. I just like, keep that in my journal or a book, as a bookmark and that. On the other side of it, I have a list of some of my priorities. And this card needs to get redone because it's been a while. How often do you update the card? Whenever it gets out of date or mm-hmm. every so you five or six re- months, depending. Yeah, you periodically yeah. reflect on Just it. Just because yeah. it's important to, well, I try and reflect on it every day or every couple of days, okay. at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Am I doing this? Sure. Have I done any of these six activities? Well, I've not done any of these six activities. Then I need to make room to be and not have planned time so that I can run into the unexpected to play. So that I can, right, so that I'm doing those. It helps keep me... On the other side of this, I've got my own personal permissions list. And, yeah, we're not going to cover some of those. Um, Okay. I'm going to give myself permission Mm -hmm. to, and you're going to give yourself permission to do things you normally wouldn't, like to daydream. That's a good one. Everybody that's trying to do this process should have time to daydream, because unless you're daydreaming, you can't, you're just locked under the blinders, right? Sure. you got to get outside of them. That's a great way to do it. Permission to allow silence in a conversation. Permission to be happy today. Permission to cry. Permission to whatever the thing is that you constantly deny yourself. Write it down and give yourself permission to do it. Anything that's like, and we're not talking like don't give yourself permission to murder people, okay? Right. Yeah. You, you use some smart judgment here. Yeah. And don't, don't use your freedom to sin. Right. So the, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because last night at our, on our call, um, 
you know, we talked about that skill of listening because I know I said that I wanted to develop more of the skill of listening because there's always jumping right in and trying to solve the problem or at least talking as I think through the problem. Somebody says, hey, I've, I've got this problem. And then I start talking right away and I don't have the answer, but I'm processing it instead of being quiet. Whereas where I've noticed with you that if I'm telling you something like that's pretty serious for me, then you say, I hear you. And then there's a period of silence. And it's you, like, you know why I do that? Yeah, I know why you do that. You're, you're too, contemplating and you're you know, le- why I say I hear you. Uh huh. Two reasons. Because nobody says that. Nobody says it <laughs> and nobody does it. And it's my reminder to shut my mouth. <clears throat> hmm. Interesting. Because I had to work on not filling the empty space, right? Right. I had to work on, oh, this is a tense situation. They want something from me. But sure. what people want you to hear is their problem. Mm-hmm. And usually they don't want you to solve it. When you solve it, they get very upset because they want to solve their own problems. They might want advice. They might want a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So I tried, when somebody's telling me a problem, I start thinking, okay, listen. And then I say, I hear you. Yeah. And that takes the, the, the pain out of the silence. Sure. One of the things I want to practice more of is like you said, I hear you. Because it, it, when you said that to me, it was like, what? Yeah. And I thought you were patronizing me. But, you know. Well, the silence afterwards helps, right? <laughs> well, mean, no. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were patronizing me. Then and then and then there was some silence, and then I was like, "Huh." And the reason I do that on a network on a notebook card is one, I run into it. Mm-hmm. I use it as a bookmark, so I run into it when I go to open my book and go, "Oh yeah." But when we write things down on paper, we use a different mental pathway. Sure. There, there's all kinds of studies on this, but it also takes thoughts which are kind of ethereal and untangible mm-hmm. and makes you look at them in the real world and right. so you see them different and you can evaluate because sometimes i've written things like i'm going to be better at and i look at it written and i go i don't want to be that i don't want to be better at talking to six strangers a day so that i make this sale right that's like it's not that it's uncomfortable for me it's not who i want to be i don't want all my conversations to become marketing Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good point. The other thing that I'm going to recommend is that you just, you know, take time to wander through the house, the garage, your office, your yard, your favorite hunting area, your woods, whatever, and don't glance around, look around. Mm-hmm. And look like you're sitting in somebody else's office. Like, you know, you're in somebody's office and they get a call and they got to leave the room for a minute. And you're sitting there and you notice the diploma over here and their kid's picture on the desk and whatever. And you look around and you're kind of looking and you're seeing things. Look at your own stuff that way. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of stuff you just look past because you're used to it being there. Right. But that starts to trigger, oh, yeah, I used to love that activity. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that still fit me? Does that still something I want to do? Do I need that thing that's sitting there anymore? Am I keeping that just as a memory or is it still important? That's so good, you can, it's an another evaluate. Point. It helps you become self-aware of who you were, who you are, and how you've changed. Because we're all changing. Mm-hmm. From birth to death, we are changing as we evolve, grow, learn. and that. And that. It, right. it, it, it's strange. Yeah, one of the things that I really like about working from home now is that 
um, at lunch or whatever, I have time and I go out to the garden and just either water or whatever, you know, in the summertime water now I don't, but, uh, you know, but stand there and, and just look around. And it, and one of the, one of the permaculture concepts is, you know, just look and see what's working, what isn't working. This looks different than it did yesterday. I've got, I noticed the apple tree is, has some, uh, cedar apple rust in it that I didn't see last week. You know, something, something looks different. Oh, this thing is budding out. And it's not to go in there with work in mind and, oh, I'm going to pull weeds because I got spare time. It's just being still and And being aware. Yeah. And then you, and even just sitting there and and saying, wow, I didn't realize the sky was this blue or whatever. And you know what that really does for you? Yeah. It's flushing or cleansing and everything else, right? But it's also connecting you with your environment and your world. Mm -hmm. And that's what builds culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially... A culture of community. It is being in touch with those rhythms. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is budding out. This is going away. Yeah, the rhythms are important. So so it gets you more in touch with those. Because when you're just walking through it all, right? I'm Mm -hmm. pulling weeds. When you slow down and do that stuff, one of the times when you're pulling weeds, you'll go... Well, this was weed wasn't one I pulled last week. Right. Oh, we're getting into summer now. That and the, the and the more you connect with those rhythms, the more the separations and the seasonal changes develop. And the more people you have doing that, you all fall into a natural rhythm for your area mm-hmm. and a culture. Because those are what develop culture. And so one of the things we're going to have to do if we want to build community is you have to get a culture. And you get the culture from the spontaneous building out of that connection with the local environment. The, there's There are so many people. There's millions of people that have nothing but artificial light. They've never seen. They've never looked up and seen the moon. They've never seen some of the stars. And, and see, this is another thing in, in um, Ovid's Metamorphosis, um, right, yeah. Roman literature, right? Classical literature. It says that what makes us different than animals, animals look down at the ground, whereas we as humans look up at the sky. But then he points out that only some of the humans look up at the sky and are interested in, in the world around them and God, gods. And everybody else is like the animals looking down at the ground. Yeah. And those different perspectives, because there's a wide range of those, right? Right, right. Those different perspectives, we're able to communicate those mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that we don't all have to be looking the same direction in some areas, right? Sure. But that's, a... but it, but that's where the that's that gives meaning. Let's go back to some of the next steps. I think the other thing that's really important is to find a real friend. Mm-hmm. Someone that you can say anything to. And they can be an honest mirror to you. Because as you're doing this self-evaluation process, right, you can get a little lost or you cannot know what fits you or everything just... And somebody that can say, no, that's not you, is helpful, right? Mm-hmm. But they have to be somebody that you can find that's honest. And I don't think many people have that anymore. Sure. I think that was the really big realization as I went through some of this was... I don't have as many friends as I think I do 
because a lot of these people are just telling me what I want to hear because they don't want to hurt my feelings. Or they're so uncomfortable with that, that moment of silence that they just blabber away and say a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I can't act on that, right? Mm-hmm. I have to go, oh, you're uncomfortable with silence. Well, let me be silent here and let you blabber. And then I can evaluate whether there was anything useful in there, but I don't give it the same credence. And I really, really value my friends now that will honestly come to me and say, okay, you got a problem here, and I think you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And I go, you're, you're right. I, I can see that's a problem now, but I couldn't see it. Well, I liked what you said last week that you're not sure you're okay because you haven't stopped to think about it or that well, you said it, there it, at the it, end it, of the episode. It, that, that particular part, uh-huh. I know I'm not okay. Right. And I know I'm not okay because I am going through this finding who I am going to be in my new goal, mm-hmm. in my new intentions. I've sure. got some of them, right? But I'm trying to get through getting rid of old responsibilities and finding the new ones. And I know what happens every time I stop to ask myself if I'm okay. I end up in a complaining mood depressed. or depressed mm-hmm. or maybe not depressed, but close there. Right. And I can't deal with it. And I stop moving and I can't get stuck in this. Mm-hmm. Despair would be a good word. It's a slough of despair from yeah. Pilgrim's Progress. Right. Exactly. It is. And I can't stay there. So people asking me, am I OK? Mm-hmm. No, I am not OK. It just means that I'm not OK because I'm going through this. I'm going to go through it. And if I stop and really answer your question, then I'm going to end up in a place where I can't move forward. And I'm not going to do that to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that to them. But I'm also not going to lie. And the way you stop lying is you stop saying things you know are not true. And when I heard that, someone quoted that from me to me from Jordan Peterson, right? And I went and listened to it. And as I processed that, that really, really was important and then every time when somebody said are you okay and i said yeah i'm okay and marched on i was like that was a lie yeah that was a lie sure that and so i stopped saying it and it turned my life into a real mess because a lot of people were not comfortable with that yeah just like people are not comfortable with that silence and that made the whole situation worse Mm -hmm. but the more i said it they eventually stopped asking or they asked in a different way And some people can't make that transition and they're still uncomfortable. But I feel better because I'm not lying all the time. Sure. And how many times did you get asked, are you okay? Quite a bit. I mean, they ask you at the grocery store. They ask you when you're leaving the grocery store. They ask you when you wander into this place. They Everywhere you go, everyone's going, you know, how are you today? That is a question almost everybody asks every time they see you. They say it more than they say hello. Mm -hmm. And all those times you're saying... I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. You're lying? You're hearing that. And that begins to weigh on you Mm -hmm. and eat away at you. I've asked myself, am I happy? And since I was getting my happiness or my content, since I was getting my identity from my job, then I was saying, no, I'm not happy. Because we are ingrained even if you're religious or whatever else, we are ingrained in in America with social Darwinism. We are taught that everything is a progressive path. Oh yeah, we yeah, we are yeah, taught yeah. that that you you know that the 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 people who were before us, even our ancestors, even everything our parents, always progress. We're not as good as us, but we're on the path and we're on our way to a Star Trek future. 
that's ingrained in yeah, us, yeah, yeah. right? And that that progress we are marching onward type thing, right? So I got to the point where I had to stop asking myself whether I was happy because then I would start becoming discontented and then try and uh, force another job, another whatever. And then, and then instead looking at, like you were saying, actually taking that self-evaluation, what's important to me? Is yeah. my identity from my job? Is this job worth having my identity from? No. You know, I'd much rather go plant a tree. Will's perfect day and your perfect day? You both had like a one sentence thing. Mm -hmm. The day is 24 hours long. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to get yelled at at work. Yeah. And he wants a perfect moment of having coffee with his wife, not discussing the kid's schedule. Yeah, that's true. That's a perfect day. There's a lot of things you could do in a 24 hour period. Yeah, I spent a lot of time today thinking about work, but I spent more time thinking about how am I going to how am I going to successfully grow chestnuts this year? Good. That's how we get to thriving in difficult times. You weren't it's fretting like, over work right. all day. When there was a break, you were thinking about how am I going to do this tree thing? How am I going to make that work? What is a better way? Yeah. You were daydreaming. It's the puzzle. Good for you. Right. And that's how you get to thriving and happiness. Exactly. So we've covered the first part of the self-evaluation basically who are you right we covered financial and what's what's important to you and financial of course next time we cover uh how to evaluate the other eight forms of capital these all layer right mm -hmm. as you're doing this you're going to be able to notice some of your eight forms of capital if you're doing the eight forms of capital exercise where you're going through and reading that list you're going to start spotting them mm -hmm. and when you do write them down because they're self-awareness things so some of the things we're going to talk about in the future, we'll be talking about truth and reality or versus reality, depending on how you look at it. You could look at it as verse. That'd be a And side hustles, because everybody always goes to the side hustle now or next, right? They're going to go to the side hustle next. Good. And, I uh, want them there. I'm going, to, I'm going to solve my problems. The sooner they fail at that, the better. With the side hustle. Right. You, wait, you mean failure is an option? It better be. <laughs> I've we'll failed up out. life up to now. I better be able to fail and start over. <laughs> we'll find out some more next week. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Thriving the Future podcast. Check us out at thrivingthefuture.com, Twitter with Thriving the Fute. Check out our Telegram group with a link on our website.